Is, should I hear something in my in my in my, in my earphones? Uh, you will. Yeah, you should hear that commercial. I can't hear man. anything right now. There's a volume thing on your headphones. Ah. See if it's up. Got you. Okay, we're gonna do one more commercial. One more commercial. Then we're gonna start. Peace and blessings, everybody. Life, light, and love and to all listeners here on KUAW Radio. This is the maiden voyage for Shifting Paradigms. I am your host, B. Michael. I'd like to thank you all for tuning in and listening. Uh, we are here on KUAW Radio. This is at 4510 East Linwood Boulevard, the W.B. Dubois Learning Center. And so we are actually very excited tonight. I am to present to you this new show, The Maiden Voyage of Shifting Paradigms. And so you can actually tune in here on KUAW.org. You can also tune in on Facebook, KUAW, and then be Michael Long. This is my uh, Facebook page you can check out here. And so be sure to uh, tune in, share it, and we'll go forward from there. But this is, like I said, my first time here live on the air, and I'm excited to present to you all Shifting Paradigms. I'd like to dedicate this show to my three boys, my, my sons, my, my cubs. we got Chandler, Mosiah, Noah, Eli, and Masai Hoshea. So this show is, is dedicated to them this night. I want to let you all know the mission, what we're all about here at Shifting Paradigms. Our, our entire mission is pretty much to stimulate critical thought in order to realistically redefine our narrative and positively reshape our reality through dialogue, with self-determination. We want to be self-determined in our reality and reshaping this reality and, and redefining our narrative. So this is, you know, a pretty big endeavor. I pray that we can definitely uh, get into some discussions. Uh, feel free to call in here. Our call-in number is 816-599-6893. Again, chime in also on social media uh, with the, the Knowledge, Understanding, and Wisdom Facebook page. And so... You know, the inspiration for the show it actually comes from an a, a interview that I had not too long ago uh, with a show here, um, Street Therapy, KC. Uh, Brother Smith invited me on the show, and I was like, man, just felt in my element. So I'm like, let me go ahead and see what I can do to fill in some of the air here at KUAW and, and, and add my voice in to this powerful lineup that we have uh, in our community radio station here in Kansas City. And so that was a huge inspiration, but... To add perspective to what this show is about, there's a book written by this man, uh, South American. His name was Paulo Freire. Freire. Uh, the name of the book is Pedagogy of the Oppressed. And on page 95 and 96 of this book, he says that the task of the humanist is to see that the oppressed become aware of the fact that as dual human beings housing the oppressors within themselves... They cannot be truly human. 
This task implies that revolutionary leaders do not go to the people in order to bring them a message of salvation, but in order to come to know through dialogue with them both their objective situation and their awareness of that situation, the various levels of perception of themselves and of the world in which and with which they exist. One cannot expect positive results from an educational or political action program which fails to respect the particular view of the world held by the people. Such a program constitutes cultural invasion, good intentions notwithstanding. The starting point for organizing the program content of education or political action must be the present existential concrete situation reflecting the aspirations of the people. So utilizing certain basic contradictions, we must pose the existential concrete present situation to the people as a problem which challenges them and requires a response, not just at the intellectual level, but at the level of action. So we have to engage all the issues and all the problems that are present within our community. And one thing that I definitely want to present as a paradigm, and we're going to get into some definitions, some themes, some ideas this evening. But I want to get into understanding that this is an international struggle that we are in, in our, lo in our local situation. Wherever we may find ourselves, what we have to understand and connect with is that this is an international struggle that we are engaged in. And so we definitely need to expand that paradigm and understand that we are not alone. Oppression, and those of us who are are victims of oppression, right? We have to understand that our struggle is a global struggle, okay? So we can align with many different peoples. And of course, as African peoples, one thing we need to understand is that we are a billion plus people all over this planet. And that really gives us a lot of strength and solidarity. But the key to that strength and solidarity we will find is unity, oneness. And that's something that we have to definitely shift our paradigm to understand is that oneness is going to be essential in doing so. But that dialogue, this is where that dialogue comes into it. And we have to understand conversation is so important to get us to get on that same page, to become of one mind. And that's something we're going to definitely be pushing and emphasizing, to become of one mind. And there may be different perspectives in this oneness, but we have to definitely find ways to organize and to, and to you know, really push to get this oneness into our forefront and get our vision refined. And that's that challenge that we have to present in the discussion that is needed to give birth to that. And so some other ideas that are very present. Yes, indeed, Umoja, Brother Smith, Matthew Smith is very important. Umoja, that's a, a Swahili word for unity. In the Hebrew, which is the paradigm that I particularly come from, that word is achad. Unity is a complex oneness, right? So there's many different factors that go into it. But it is all about establishing balance and oneness. And this is what shifting paradigms is really all about, to create a spirit of oneness, right? So that we can understand that we have a collective struggle, you know. And, and of course, in the West, one thing that we're dealing with is this, this spirit of individualism, you know. And that's something that, that capitalism has really done an excellent job at privatizing everything and making things you know, um, just just individualize and, and, and creating different cells, so to speak. But when you understand how cellular structures really work, they, they, they come together to form a body, right? Uh, we as human beings are nothing but a composition of billions of cells. But those billions of cells compose one structure that 
is to operate in balance and harmony. And so, you know, again, getting humanity and humanists to engage one another and to get these these perceptions of what we're up against, you know, in our collective struggle, you know, and whether it be a political struggle, whether it be a spiritual struggle, whether it be a socioeconomic struggle, what we have to understand is that we can resolve these issues together. There's power and unity and, and, and solidarity. And so this is what that paradigm we want to really look at. And again, we also want to go from that local paradigm to an international paradigm. And we can actually reach out to our brothers and sisters throughout this globe and understand that, that we are a humanity. And that's another paradigm. We're human beings because what we're dealing with is a dehumanization program. You're dealing with people who are intent on dehumanizing not just people of color, not just so-called the African or the black man or the black woman, but those who are, you know, of the working class. You know, the, 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 the labor, the, the force of the capitalist machine is always dehumanizing and uh, exploited. And so we need to find ways to, to even unify and build with those who are of that same class, because that's something that is huge when you go back into the colonial history of America, there were a couple of revolutions that had taken place that scared the landowners and the elite to death because what happened, like two rebellions in particular, Shays and Bacon's Rebellion, the force, the labor, right, unified. They realized that they were being exploited. And this is when chattel slavery was not yet fully in place. They were dealing more so with indentured servitude. So this is probably like the 1600s in colonial America. And so what you're dealing with is, is you had the Irish particularly and Africans, of course, who were going out and paving the way for the, the, the English to go and to expand their territories and to conquer lands of the indigenous people in the Americas. And so, you know, they were, they were facing challenges, of course, but they were identifying more so with the people that they were assailing. The indigenous, you had the Irish and the, and the Africans identifying with the indigenous Americans and saying, man, we have a similar plight because they're exploiting. We don't have conditions like our so-called masters do. So we had to organize. They eventually organized to to come together to actually fight against the elite and the landowners. And those two rebellions was what really started this color line. That you see today, you know, because they started deputizing the poor whites, the poor Caucasians, the Anglos, and, and, and they actually used them as a police force and ultimately as a plantation patrol against the Africans who they started to enslave as chattel, as property. OK, so this is what we have to understand, how organizing and solidarity is so important. And this is the paradigm that we have to understand. And we're going to talk about it a little before the show ends, too, because if you get a chance, I don't know if you've seen it yet. You want to definitely go and see Queen and Slim because there's some very poignant points in there as relates to organizing, you know, not advocating violence or anything like that. But understand how the dynamics work in this society in which we live. And so, again, we want to go from a local to an international perspective. We want to understand that it is not an individualistic struggle that we are in. So many times we may feel alone, but we have a collective struggle, right? We want to go from a cynicist and selfish ambition to a more altruistic 
in selfless motivation. That is crucial as relates to understanding how we can improve our community and improve this world in which we live. And the world is crying out for improvement, right? And even something as simple as the language that we use, right? Redefining our narrative. The language is important. And if you listen to the language of pretty much contemporary society today, one of the phrases that really comes to mind is like you go to a concert or you go you know, to a sports arena and you see someone who does an excellent job, uh, they killed it or uh, they slayed that. But what is that really saying? That's death. That's promoting and promulgating death. What we have to understand is we can promote life. Oh, man, he gave that life. He resuscitated that, right? So those are little things. And it may sound corny even, but if you think about it, it changes a subtle way of thinking. And the revolution is always first and foremost in the mind. Definitely want to make that point clear. So, again, you're listening to, to Shifting Paradigms here on KUAW, Knowledge, Understanding, and Wisdom Radio. You can, you can call in uh, if you have any comments to make, any thoughts. 816-599. I believe that is uh, 6893. Yes. 6893. Thank you, Barbara Walker. This is Baba G on the, on the soundboard holding it down for us this evening. want to definitely give a shout out to him. Thank you, sir. But yes, indeed, Brother Aaron, uh, healing it. We definitely want to heal our society. And, that, and the language is a part of, of healing because the power of life and death is in the tongue. We affirm our reality through speaking, right? We can affirm that. We can reshape reality through the power of words. Words are power. And sound, and we have to understand that vibration. Everything is vibration. That's one of the universal laws. You might want to call them what do they call those? The 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 her- hermetic laws. But those seven universal principles, vibration is one of the most important ones because everything on earth vibrates. Even the desk which I'm sitting at right now, which is one of the densest things that are here in front of me, but it is a vibratory level, and we got to understand how these things are important. Another paradigm that I want to present is that. Of a kingdom paradigm. Of course, I come from a scriptural um, background and a scriptural foundation, and and that kingdom principle is very important as relates to understanding our allegiances and our, our alliances and, and and who we are. And that kingdom is established upon righteousness, and that's another huge paradigm that I want to present that we're going to be getting into throughout the course of this show. In bringing even some guest speakers in, some uh, interviewees and things of that nature, because we're going to definitely do that and engage our community. Um, we're going to have a lot of ideas that we're going to share to that. And um, kingdom, we want to definitely have a kingdom mentality, a kingdom paradigm, because, you know, we're, we're in a very interesting kingdom, an imperial kingdom that is intent, again, on oppressing the people, exploiting segments of society, marginalizing individuals. And, and even bringing death and destruction to communities. And I really don't need to really elaborate on that. We can just look at history, uh, even contemporary history, and see, as we say, the devil is busy. <laughs> the devil is busy at work on, on, you know, definitely stealing, killing, and destroying communities. And so we have to understand how we have the power to take control of our reality, of our community, and to bring forth life, to, to have life flourish, to insulate ourselves and to make sure that we are transitioning from a, a destructive paradigm 
to a more productive and prosperous paradigm, if you will, bringing forth life. And this is going to be so important in the efforts that we're going to um, make here in shifting paradigms to bring forth. We want to promote that that righteous, that 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 enlivening and, 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 and quickening type of energy that is going to allow us, you know, to shift our paradigm, if you will. And so um, we're going to be addressing several topics, you know, and just some ideas that, are, you know, I want to present that we're not limited to. We're always going to be open to paradigms as well. But um, we're going to be talking about everything from religion, spirituality and prophecy. We're going to address some political issues. We're going to be talking about some socioeconomics and entrepreneurialism and, and even just the workforce. You know, we want to talk about that. We're going to talk a lot about lifestyle and culture. You know, how these things affect our paradigm and our reality. We're going to talk about even some sports. We want to, like, really analyze that. We want to look into how sports factors into, you know, reshaping our paradigm and what sports does to our paradigm. Entertainment's role, period, you know. We want to talk about relationships. That's a huge issue in our community now. You know, when you look at divorce rates, when you look at uh, domestic abuse and violence and things of that nature, we want to talk about that. We want to talk about parenting issues. I'm a, I'm a parent myself with three boys, you know. I mean, there's, there's struggles that come with that, but we don't have to struggle alone. We can definitely, you know, just, just get insight and information from individuals who have more, you know, experience in that. We could talk about social studies and history. We want to definitely give some social critiques on what's going on in society today and really look at history and how, you know, what Malcolm said is very important, the most powerful topic for us to really understand that will educate an individual is history because through history we can understand what has been done successfully what has not been done successfully and then how we can actually go about like improving our lot given a historical analysis one of my personal favorites is health and wellness we want to talk about being whole being holistic right being healthy that is very important because when you look into our community, our community at times has very poor health, unfortunately. I mean, I can look at my family, unfortunately, and see there are individuals who have some health challenges that really are preventable. So we want to talk about how to maintain health and to change that paradigm from dis-ease and sickness, illness, to health. We're going to talk about the mind-body-spirit connection. That is very important, you know, how we can align that and make sure that those different constitutions within us are, 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 are on point and, and allowing us to, to maintain our health. Of course, current events. We want to definitely address some current events and then some book and film reviews. We definitely want to, you know, keep contemporary and relevant to what's going on in society, but not watered down relevant. We want to address these issues and, and, and make sense of what it is that is being presented to us as a community and as an African people. So definitely we want to get into that as well. And so, again, I want to, like, address some definitions, you know, what a paradigm is. You know, a paradigm is really nothing more than a framework which contains the basic assumptions, ways of thinking, and the methodology that are commonly accepted by members of a community. Right? So this is the framework. What is our framework? Because when we look at our framework today... We're being shaped largely by entertainment. You're looking at the youth. The youth right now are the prime target in our community, and they are actually under a vicious attack through a program that is designed to steal their imagination and to indoctrinate them into 
a mentality that will not allow them to be productive. I mean, you listen to the music that is being promoted, the, the, the pop music, the mainstream music that comes on like 103, right? 107 even at times. It's, it's, it's a numbing music. I mean, you listen to the mumble rap, like what are they saying? And then what framework, what, what mind frame is it promoting to our youth? How does it affect their thinking? And more importantly, how does it affect their behavior? Because we know as a man thinks, so he is. And so, again, we want to understand what a paradigm is. We got to look at things paradigmatically and not just as they present. I had a deep conversation with my son, my oldest, my firstborn, a couple weeks ago, about three weeks ago. And he attends Olathe West High School. He actually got admitted there through a program that he um, applied into, uh, he uh, interviewed for. It's called the Green Technology Program. And so in one of his classes, he was talking about designer babies. I was like, whoa, you know, because that's something that if you're familiar with some literature from the 30s, Brave New World, they had talked about that in there. I believe his name is Aldous Huxley. The author of Brave New World was talking about test tube babies, something Robin Harris, may he rest in peace, used to say, you test tube baby. And so these test tube babies are now a reality. And we know they've been cloning and doing other things for years. But science has now made it available to the general public where they can design the eye color of their child. They can design the hair color of their child. They can actually, you know, determine their height and things of that nature alter genes, right, and, and, and assure that, you know, sickness or maybe like Down syndrome or something like that does not affect that child if you have the money to pay for these designer babies. Just listen, a designer baby. <laughs> That's just crazy. But again, what is behind that? What is the agenda for that? If you look at it just as an exclusive, like, Science, you're not going to see the paradigm behind that. What's the framework behind that? What's the agenda behind that? Is there a eugenic plan behind that? I haven't seen Gattaca, Brother Priest, but I'm sure that's a very interesting movie. I've gotten some comments on Facebook. I'm engaging my audience on Facebook live. Um, but what is the agenda behind that? And one thing that's interesting is when you go back into history which again is the most qualified to instruct a man, you can see eugenic programs such as the Nazi power, the Nazi regime that was promoting a blonde-haired, blue-eyed race. And now that they have the capacity to design a blonde-haired, blue-eyed child, what's to say that they wouldn't take that into the extreme? And these are things that I wanted my son to think about. Like, think about this stuff, right? So we got to look at it paradigmatically, not just from an exclusive, uh, you know, exclusive type of incident. <laughs> Eugenics, that's all it is. Yes, indeed. So a shift, we want to shift our paradigm. A shift is to put something aside and replace it by another or others to change or exchange. And of course, we want to make sure that we're elevating that. We want to elevate consciousness. We want to uplift our being, Right. And so we want to shift our mind frame and replace it by something that is more qualitatively beneficial to our reality. 
our collective reality, not our individualistic reality. When you look at our history as a people, we are a collective people. We are family, tribal, and even nationally centered. That is our center of being. Which leads me to another thought, like, you know, one of the paradigms we can also bring into it is going from a leader-based group to a group-centered leadership, right? When we start to do that, then we can understand how we can really make progress because what happens is we get so caught up on our leaders that we don't have the, the, the impetus to go about in making the changes ourselves. We got to understand change is collective, Change requires us to move forward together, right? We're only as strong as the weakest link. And so we have to understand that if we're going to move forward, our paradigm of leadership has to even change from a leader-centered group to a group-centered leadership, which is going to be crucial in allowing us to bring forth the change that is required in our community. So again, paradigm being the framework containing the basic assumptions, our ways of thinking, and the methodology that are commonly accepted by members of the group. And then to shift is to put something aside and replace it by another type of thought and to change or exchange that. So again, you're listening to Shifting Paradigms. I'm your host, B. Michael. Um, we're here live on KUAW.org. You can call in and, you know, um, add on to the discussion the number here is 816-599-6983. We're definitely going to be um, excited and, and, and bringing some information that I hope challenges and, and presents some good insight to um, the listeners here today. Very much so. Very much so. And so continuing on, another important definition that is going to be very central to shifting paradigms is spirit. Or energy, if you will. But this is the principal force which contains the purpose and the assignment. Right? It is the animator, that which is expressed in a feminine gender in signification of its role to carry and bear the life force within the tabernacle. It is also the interior faculty capable of seeing beyond the physical, which is the inward guide of life. And that's something that we really have to start tapping into to see with our, our spirit eye, our third eye, if you will, right? We hear that term a lot. And so we have to understand how this all unfolds within our greater reality. Spirit is the central part of our reality. And as an African people, spirit has always been at the core and the thrust of everything that we do. We recognize the great spirit, you know. And so we have to definitely bring that paradigm back into our framework. We cannot exist without the spirit. We are composed as human beings of three different essences. We have a physical essence, which is our body. We have a mental essence, which is our mind. And then we have an animating essence, which is our spirit. And we have to take care of all of those different compositions in order to have that oneness, that wholeness, that holistic health that I spoke about with Brother Smith when I was first here on KUAW. And so these are things that we definitely want to, to understand. Again, the, the, the inward guide of life, the interior faculty capable of seeing beyond the physical, right? The, 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 the animator, which is expressed in the feminine gender, in signification of its role to carry and bear the life force within the tabernacle, which is your body. 
And then it's the principal force which contains purpose and assignment. The principal force. That's what spirit is. And then we want to also get into what consciousness is about. This is going to be so important because awareness, right? To have an awareness of the thoughts and the feelings collectively of an individual or of an aggregate of people. And we can have a collective consciousness that will cause a, 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 a paradigm shift. It can cause that. The more we become one-minded, and I don't mean that in the sense of narrow-minded, but the more we, we see the same vision, the more that we have the same mission, the more that we understand what liberation is about in spirit, in mind, in body, and in our national reality, the more forward we can propel ourselves, right? So these are going to be some important conversations that we're going to have, I, I hope that we have, um, within this information uh, of this show that I'm going to present shifting paradigms and then critical mass this is something that's going to be so important because we got to build up our critical mass and we're going to talk about why but this is the minimum amount of energy required to start or maintain any venture we need critical mass to go about changing our reality very much so matthew smith says know thyself and that's where that critical mass starts know thyself and you shall know the universe and the most high right very important Priest Lasana says, if one doesn't learn to discern for themselves what is, they will always be led by other views. Right. So you got to establish that paradigm. Right. You got to know for yourself what the truth is, what resonates within yourself. So, again, you're listening to Shifting Paradigms with B. Michael. I am your host. I will be here every first and third Monday at 6 to 7 p.m., and so you're here on KUAW.org live. We're going to go ahead and take a brief intermission, a brief commercial break. And we're going to come back and, and pick up some other ideas and topics and, and, and go ahead and get ready to, you know, get the show in its conclusion as we're getting to that seven o'clock hour. But we're going to go ahead and take a brief commercial break and I'll be back in about a minute or so and, and get you all, uh, you know, some more information as we're looking to shift. Our paradigm. All right. Yeah, I want to thank y'all for tuning in, supporting. Your comments are very, very important to me. I definitely appreciate the feedback. This is great. Hallelujah. Thank you, Brother Jenkins. So we're going to get into some other information soon. Um, going to take it a little step deeper. Going to get into some, uh, some of my scriptural principles for this show about vision and paradigm and stuff like that. And I want to present uh, a topic and something that has been under some scientific research that we're going to get into soon. So, um... This next one is going to be some some pretty heavyweight stuff, but I hope that we can understand the collective consciousness of it and move forward with it. On a brief commercial break, going to be right back. So yeah, buckle up. <laughs> some Vita Coco. <laughs> Thank you. 
Okay, you ready? Yes, sir. All right, and we're back. You're listening to Shifting Paradigms with B. Michael here on KUAW at 4510 East Linwood Boulevard, the W.E.B. Dubois Learning Center. We have a call-in number for any caller that wants to call in. Our number is 816-599-6893. We also have the KUAW website that you can come on Facebook and uh, make your comments there. I see Lene Smith on there. She has her own show that comes on. When does her show come on on Baba G? Tuesday, Tuesday, 8 o'clock. Tuesday, 8 o'clock, Lene Smith, the Lene Smith, Lene Gray show comes on here on KUAW. So definitely tune in to her show. It's a dynamic show as well. But you're here again with Shifting Paradigms with B. Michael. We're just going over what this show is going to be about. Some of the information I want to share with you all is just some, some ideas and some themes, some topics that we're going to get into So I just pretty much provided some definitions of some important topics or important concepts that that are very central to this show. We dealt with what shift is about, again, to to, to put something aside and replace it by another or other ideas or to change or exchange it. We talked about paradigms, that it's a framework for containing the basic assumptions, the ways of thinking and the methodology that are commonly accepted by members of a community. We talked about spirit and energy and how spirit and energy are the principal forces which contains the purpose and the assignment. It is the animator expressed in the feminine gender in signification of its role to carry and bear the life force within the tabernacle, the interior faculty capable of seeing beyond the physical and the inward guide of life. We talked about consciousness as the awareness of one's thoughts and feelings collectively or of an individual or of an aggregate of people. And then we talked about critical mass as the minimum amount of energy required to start and to maintain a venture. But there's this next definition that is very interesting. It's called the Maharishi effect. The Maharishi effect is a transcendental meditative practice that that has been studied in, I want to say, Mali, as well as in Washington, D.C., in the 80s, right? But the Maharishi effect is defined as the influence of coherence and positivity in the social and national environment generated by the practice of transcendental meditation. So there is an effect that takes place based on the minds of people aggregated together to affect change. We got a call right now, live. Yeah. Caller, you there? Now. Hello? Good evening. How you doing? Can you hear me? Hello? Okay, I can hear you now. Hey, B. Michael, I just wanted to officially welcome you to KUAW. All right. And let you know that your show is amazing. You're doing wow. a great job. And I just sent out a watch party for everybody. Hallelujah. will be promoting. Please keep letting us know what days you're going to be on there. Awesome. This is truly enlightening, and I'm truly excited awesome. for what you're going to be bringing into the KUAW family. That's awesome. That's right. Awesome. This is Sister Lene Gray. This Lene? What's up? What's up? Thank you for calling in and adding that on. That's beautiful. I appreciate that. Beautiful show. Continue. Yes, ma'am. All right, now. Hallelujah. Peace and blessings, my sister. So, again, there's a study called the Maharishi Effect, right? 
And that Maharishi effect was predicted that a group with the size equal to the square root of 1% of a population would have a measurable influence on the quality of life of that population. In other words, these people can assert a vibration through their collective focused thought on the society in which they are a part of. So, for example, a group of 200 people practicing the Transcendental Meditative Program together in a city of 4 million would be sufficient to produce a measurable influence on the whole city. A group of 1,600 people in the United States would influence up to 256 million people and the whole population of the U.S., which is pretty much the whole population of the U.S. And then a group of 7,000 would be able to influence about 4.9 billion people, right? This was the population of the world at the time that this study was actually conducted. So going on with this is so powerful. It says the first statistical analysis of the effects was published in 1987. So these showed a decrease of about 11% in violent crimes in Washington, D.C., in total crimes in the metro Manila area and in total crimes in the Union Territory of Delhi. Right. These P values, the probabilities of the observed changes happen by chance of these effects were point point oh one percent, which is a hundredth of a percent, five thousandth of a tenth of a percent and then point one thousandth of a percent, which was rare that this could happen. But it happened again when they did a study in D.C., the people who were gathered, I think it was like 200 people, they gathered in D.C. and they were reflecting and meditating on a decrease of violent crimes in D.C. in 1987. And it affected the city by 11 percent people. That is powerful just by the power of thought, the power of thought from which everything ensues. Right. And so these are some paradigms that we need to actually put into our, our new frame of reference, our new framework, our mental framework to understand that we have a collective reality that we can actually shape ourselves. We have the power to do so with that understanding, with that consciousness. And that's what everything comes down to is what are we aware of? What is our consciousness level? And from there, you know, we have complete power over creation. And again, as someone who comes from a scriptural or biblical background, I understand as being created in the image and likeness of my creator that I have dominion over this earth. Once I understand what my purpose is, and that purpose is nothing more than to first reflect the image and likeness in which I was created, right? To reproduce that image and then to reign over that creation in which I was given the responsibility to manage, to attend, to work, to be a steward of, not to destroy, not to dominate, but to find a way to, 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 to administer in affinity, in harmony, in balance. And when you look at indigenous peoples, that is what took place. There was a harmony between creation and humanity. And this is a framework that we have to get back to. Right. We may have another caller, but these are important principles that I want to definitely discuss. We need to, like, bring this stuff out to the open, yeah, understand yeah, yeah. that we have real like extrasensory perception power. 
if we can really tap into that and believe that and understand oh, that. Okay. Oh. All right. I believe we have another caller live on the air. I'm humbled. Mother Mary Moore. All right. Mother Mary Moore is calling in. Greetings, Mother Moore. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Affirming or negating their reality.
Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Well, let's do this. When you get back in the city, let's 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 get in contact and let's schedule a time and a place to sit down and, and make this happen. You know, it's about, again, engaging. When I was reading earlier from the pedagogy of the oppressed, these are things that we need to put into action. We can intellectualize this stuff all day, but we need to make sure we're materializing this and manifesting this reality. So let's let's look to get together sometime and, and bring it forth. Hallelujah. I pray so as well. Yes, ma'am. Let it be so. Yes, ma'am. It is so. We will make that happen. And thank you for calling in, Mother Mary. Yes, indeed. Peace and blessings. That's awesome. So, yeah, I mean, it's a reality that we can actually go about establishing this. Uh, there's another idea that, that, that is pretty much coincidental with this. It's called the Schumann Resonance. The Schumann Resonance is something that deals with the Earth's heartbeat, pretty much. And it is stimulated by uh, the atmosphere conditions on Earth, particularly when there's more electrical impulses on Earth the heartbeat or the resonance of the earth is accelerated, okay? So this is something similar because I believe as above, so below. I believe as within, so without. You know, I understand that rather. I don't just believe it. I understand that, understand that. But the more mental activity, because when we understand that our synapses and dendrites are, are stimulated through electrical impulses, that also has an effect on the earth's heartbeat. There's a correspondence, which is another uh, universal law, not only vibration, but correspondence is another universal law that we can understand that we can actually impact creation with. And again, if we are made in the image and likeness of the creator, we have that influence. We have the power to impact correspondently on earth. Again, as a man thinks, so he is. We have the power through the mental capacity based on the 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 inspiration of the spirit to create bodily changes on earth right so this is something that we have to go about establishing and so that resonance is something that we can you know accelerate and make more into a a, a positive reality we can decrease and ultimately eliminate warfare on earth right we can decrease and eliminate poverty and homelessness and and all the maladies that are present in society not just through mental power, but also through the activity that our mental power inspires us to go about fulfilling. And these are things that we have to go about organizing ourselves to do because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And we just got to enter into it because it's within us. <laughs> we are the, the citizens and the subjects of the kingdom of heaven. And if we choose to manifest that, then we have to go about putting our frame of mind into the right paradigm to make that happen. So as we wrap up, I definitely want to leave with some 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 words of scripture, you know, because that's to me that's the principal force. That's the spirit. The word is the spirit, right? When you understand walking what walking in the spirit is, 
You got to understand that's walking in the word. We got to start demystifying these principles and, and taking the abstract and making it concrete. We want to understand that this stuff is not magic. <laughs> this is science. And we got to know how science operates. Right. But from the book of Proverbs in the 28th chapter and 19th verse, it says, when there is no vision, the people are let loose. But blessed is he who guards the law. Blessed is he who guards in the Hebrew, we call it the Torah, which are the instructions that give you the constitution for the kingdom of heaven. We're dealing with the political framework, people, not just some religion. You're dealing with a political entity, which is called the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> and so we got to, again, take the religiosity out of it, the, the traditional ways of passivity that we've been taught to think and think that we got to die to go somewhere. No, you got to live to make this manifest. That's what the reality of it is. And so we have to understand where there is no vision, the people are let loose. They have no direction. They have no guidance. They have no, no, no inspiration to do anything. They're let loose. They run amok. They, they, they are, are headed to ruin. But blessed is he who guards the Torah. Proverbs 28, 19, right? In the Messianic scripture, the book of Matthew, I know him as Yahushua ben Yosef, the Messiah. He says in verses 9 through 17 that he who has an ear to hear, let him hear. So the taught ones came and said to him, why do you speak to them in parables? Like, I'm confused. I don't understand what you're talking about. And he answering said to them, because it has been given to you to know the secrets of the kingdom of the heavens. The secrets. These things are secret. They're not just for everybody. It's secret. And it's been given to the select who have ears to hear. But to them who don't have ears to hear, it has not been given. For whoever possesses to him more shall be given and he shall have overflowingly. But whoever does not possess, even what he possesses shall be taken away from him. Because of this, I speak to them in parables because seeing that vision again, because seeing they do not see in hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. And in them, the prophecy of Isaiah or Yeshayahu is completely filled, which says, hearing you shall hear and by no means understand and seeing you shall see and by no means perceive. For the heart of this people has become thickened and their ears are hard of hearing and their eyes they have closed, lest they should hear or see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their heart and turn back. That word in Swahili is Sankofa. In Hebrew, we call it Teshuvah. But it's to turn back, to go back and fetch it, to get what you lost, to recover it and bring it back to the forefront. So lest they should understand with their heart and turn back and I heal them. And blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. For truly I say to you that many prophets and righteous ones long to see what you see and did not see it and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. That vision, we got to have vision and we got to understand that there are secrets that we can uncover if we apply ourselves to receive that. Ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find, knock and the door shall be opened for you. So the last passage I want to leave with us this evening is from the book of Exodus. And this is in context of them starting the project of the tabernacle in the wilderness. So they were given very specific Directions and instructions on how to go about erecting this edifice. And so they were told in Exodus 25, 40, 
So see, Moses particularly was told, Moshe, so see and do according to the pattern which was shown to you on the mountain. So see and do according to the pattern which was shown to you on the mountain. Don't deviate from it. Don't try and make your own paradigm up. Understand the historical and ancestral legacy that is being passed down from you from one generation to the next generation. This is what this is about. My sister Tracy Parker Warren says healing has to take place first before vision can truly be carried out. That is very true, my sister. Very true. Thank you for adding on to the cipher as well. And yes, indeed, Lene Smith, Lene Gray says, you've got to live to make it manifest. Yes, indeed. Hallelujah. And so, again, what we have to understand is that we don't have to recreate the will. We have paradigms that have been laid by our ancestors that are, that are, that are golden. If we only were to just follow the instructions and the inspiration that was left from generations before us. But the imperative is for us to pass that on. You know, one of the things that is not one of the, the perennial prayer in, in my culture, in the Hebrew culture, is that we are to teach these instructions diligent, diligently to our children to speak of them when we sit in the house, when we walk on the path, when we retire and when we arise. Because passing this paradigm on from one generation to the next generation is going to assure what we know as eternal life because you're, 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 you're inspiring the next generation with this vision, with this paradigm that is going to allow them to be fruitful, that is going to allow them to be active in bringing forth and manifesting this kingdom of heaven on earth. And this is our responsibility. The, way, the reason the, the world is in its present condition is because we are not stepping to the forefront to bring forth this new reality, a new heaven and a new earth that is spoken of prominently throughout scripture. And that's something that we have the responsibility to do as citizens of this kingdom. And it doesn't matter where you find yourself. Because wherever you find yourself, the kingdom is within you. You have the responsibility to manifest that kingdom from your house to your place of work, to your place of worship, to wherever you may find yourself. That is your imperative to make that manifest. And so, again, you're, you're listening to Shifting Paradigms with B. Michael. I'm your host. This is the, the maiden show here this evening. Um, next week, we're going to be discussing what I find to be, as African people, our most critical dilemma, and our most critical crisis is that of identity. I'm going to have a, a feature uh, interviewee here, um, a good brother of mine who we, we regularly build and study and, and reason together <clears throat> by the name of uh, Kimathi Malachuel Ben Israel. Um, so he'll be here live next week from 6 to 7 p.m. here on KUAW.org. So tune in. We also got a fundraiser, man. And you can definitely go to the website and support this effort, this community effort. This is grassroots as grassroots can be, right? Of course, we're under some FCC regulations, but we're, we're pretty much grassroots and, and, and able to, you know, share the messages and words that you're hearing this evening and on other evenings and, and other times and other hours. So, man, share this, 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 this broadcast, but also, 
you know, just tune into KUAW, man. It's going to be a, a dynamic uh, lineup that we have, you know, that you all could definitely benefit from, um, whatever fits your fancy, you know, what, what tickles your ear. So go ahead and get into that. But I'm B. Michael, your host for Shifting Paradigms. Thank you for listening in. Have a great evening. Peace and blessings. Okay. Everything's up on you.